offering this morning. I just want to thank the boys that helped us with skits all week. They uh, are pretty good at improvising and and uh, going along with things. And uh, I just want to tell them thank you for their hard work this week. I want to tell Kelsey thank you for her hard work this week and putting all this together. It is a huge job. Cindy and I did this. And when I say Cindy and I, I mean Cindy. Uh, she did this for years, and so we know that it is a huge job. And so I just want to give, let's give Kelsey a hand this morning. Thank you so much, Kelsey. This is uh, VBS Celebration Sunday, but it is also a celebration in the life of the church. And not just this church, but the church around the world. Today is Pentecost Sunday. And uh, I think sometimes we just kind of blow over Pentecost Sunday, and I didn't want to do that today. And I'm not going to keep you long, but uh, I wanted us to talk about Pentecost this morning. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Acts chapter, 12, chapter 2, and we're going to read just a few verses here at the first of Acts chapter 2. And let's just stand for a minute in honor of God's Word. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they said, are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in his own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, the residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phygera, and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya, and near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts of Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they ask one another, what does this mean? Let's pray. Father, today, I pray that you would help us to understand what you're trying to do in our lives, Father. And Father, I pray that you would help us to just open up our hearts for just a moment to hear what your word would have to say to us today. And Father, we love you and we thank you for the week that we've had and we thank you for each person that you have brought here this morning. And I pray that in these next moments that you would just speak to our hearts and we ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. Today is Pentecost and we talk about this because the Jews, it says here that the Jews were celebrating at this time, and this was, uh, and if and if you follow uh, what what the, the Jewish calendar, when we were when we were in Easter, which was fifty days ago, uh, they were celebrating Passover, and then fifty days after Passover, they would celebrate Pentecost, and so uh, fifty days ago we celebrated Easter, and Easter was when Jesus died, and that's when uh, we were freed from our sin. And then the, 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 they were celebrating Passover, and when, when they were celebrating Passover, they were celebrating that God had freed them from uh, slavery in Egypt. And that's what all the Jews were celebrating. 
And then the 50 days later, they would, celebrate, uh, they would celebrate Pentecost. And that would be, they would be celebrating when God gave them the law. And so for all the years after, uh, pass, uh, from all the years over after being released from slavery, they were celebrating this. They were celebrating their freedom from slavery. And then they would celebrate God giving them the law and teaching them how to live. And this is where they were, and this is what they were doing that day. And uh, some of them, when they got out of Egypt, they had a hard time getting past being slaves. And God came and tried to help them with that, and he came and he taught them, and he came and he showed them how to... uh, uh, t- with the law, uh, how to live their life, and he gave them some power to live. But when... I'm telling you, I'm struggling this morning. I am just... I just am. I woke up very early today, and I had, I had a message that I felt like I was supposed to share with you, and I got up, and it wasn't. And so I wrote another message... And it wasn't what I was supposed to do. And so I have written a message that I have never even hardly looked at. And this is where I'm at. And I really feel like God wants to speak to us today. But uh, I'm just, I'm just uh, kind of struggling this morning. I want us to fast forward past Egypt and past Pentecost. And I want you to think about the day when Jesus is there and when these guys are here in Jerusalem. Fifty days before this day that they're there, uh, a few days before that, Jesus has died. Jesus has come up out of the grave and Jesus has paid for their sin. And they really don't realize it, but he has released them from the slavery of sin. And we talk about it, we talk about that Jesus dies for our sin, that Jesus dies to free us from our sin, that Jesus dies so that we can be in a right relationship with God, and that had happened. And then 50 days after that, this thing called Pentecost happens. And I was thinking about the similarities that it had with slavery. Those guys were living in slavery, and they got free, and when they got free, they didn't even know what to do. They didn't know what to do. Anita, you can sit down. I'm sorry. You're fine. They got out of slavery and they didn't know what to do. I don't know if you've ever known someone who's been incarcerated or been in prison, but they say lots of times that when people are been in, incarcerated and they've been incarcerated for long periods of time, when they get free, they, they know that they're free, but they don't know how to live again. And so this is where this, they are. The, 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 the Jewish people had been in Egypt and they got out and, and they didn't know how to live. And then these guys, Jesus has died for their sins and they don't know what is next. They don't know what's next. And I think sometimes in the church, we speak a lot about getting forgiveness of sins. And we speak a lot about you need to come and you need to repent and you need to change and that God's going to get you into a right relationship with him and you're going to be brought back into a right relationship with him. And we talk about that a lot. 
And God comes and He convicts us and we have people who come to the altars and, and they know that there's sin in their life and, and they know that they want to be right and they know that there's something wrong and, and they come and they pray and God changes them. And we, and we feel that and they know that. But we've been talking about then what? Well, I want you to know this morning, the story here this morning is the then what? This is the then what? Jesus doesn't come and say, I died for your sin, I brought you into a right relationship with me, and now you just go and do the best you can. And I'm just going to leave you, and and I know that you've had trouble with sin before, and I know that you're going to be tempted again, but you're in a right relationship with me, and and, and if you get into sin again, then you just come and repent again, and, and, and we'll just keep going like that. Jesus does not do that. When Pentecost comes, this is the power of the Holy Spirit that comes and says, you are in a right relationship with me, but I am going to come and not only be close to you, I'm going to be inside you and give you the power to overcome sin in your life. Jesus does not just save us from our sins. He gives us power to overcome sin in our life. And I want you to know that this is the message of Pentecost this morning. This is the message that God seeks to make real in your life. And I think sometimes we we come to church and we, and we, uh, uh, we have experiences with God... And we know that they're real and we know that God makes us and, and, and does, things, does something in our life. But then sometimes we have the, the, the uh, it's true, and we, and we fall back into the sin that we wanted so badly to leave before. And Paul talks about this same thing. He says, he says I, I want to do right, but I don't do it. And he said, I don't want to do these things, but those are the things that I do. And he, and he, and he talks about this. And, and, and people who have had experiences with God struggle with this. And they say, I, I want to do right, but then I don't. And I, and I had an experience, and I don't know where I'm at. And I don't know what to do, and I don't know what God seeks in my life. But I want you to know this morning, these guys here got in a place where they said, God, all I want is you. All I want is you. And all I want is what you have for me. And there was a moment when they got to that place and the Holy Spirit came down and empowered them to do things they had never been able to do before. He empowered these guys from Galilee. And if you lived in that day, the Galileans were pretty low on the old totem pole. They were people who, who they, 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 didn't, they weren't thought of very highly. They were fishermen. They didn't speak very well. They weren't eloquent speakers at all. And it's kind of interesting when the people are here and they, and they hear them, they say, I'm pretty sure these guys are Galilean, and yet they're speaking, and I understand what they're saying. I understand what's going on. And, and, it, and, and, and these guys are here, and they're, and they're dealing with this, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit comes and empowers them to do things that they've never been able to do before. And this morning, I, I want you to know, and I, and, I, and I know that people deal with this. I have dealt with this when I was first saved I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to do this thing. I remember I was, a little, I was just a little old kid. I said, I'm going to serve Jesus. I'm going to do the things that Jesus wants me to do. And I would go and I'd go along pretty good. And then I'd kind of fall back into the things that I fell in before. 
I remember as a little kid, I'd come to the altar, and I, felt, I, was the worst, I thought I was the worst person I ever was. It's like, God, help me. I'm going I'm I'm to do better this time. And we see Jesus' disciples doing the same thing. Peter was continuously always saying the wrong thing. And Jesus would even get on to him. One time God got on to him and said, just don't talk. You talk too much. And Peter was always saying and doing the wrong thing. But after chapter 2 in Acts, we don't see that in Peter ever again. Something has happened. The Holy Spirit has filled him, and he has overcome uh, this. Not only, not only is he in a right relationship, and God has forgiven him for the sin that he has done before, but he gives him power to overcome sin daily. You see, God doesn't just seek to forgive us of our sins so that we're in a right relationship with him. God seeks to give us power over sin every day. So that when temptation comes, God seeks to give me power that I can say, okay, I can get through this. I I know what I need to do here. I know how to maneuver around this. I know how to do this. God seeks to give us power to do that every day. My friend, my dear friend, Jason Roast says, God saved me and he continues to save me and he continues to help me and he continues to give me strength to overcome the temptations that come through life and that's the message of Pentecost today that's the message that Jesus spoke of a lot of people think that Jesus was just talking about oh you just need to get saved you just need to get saved Jesus was you need to get saved But when he talked to his disciples, he would be like, I've got other things coming. I've got great things coming. The Holy Spirit's going to come. And not only am I going to save you, but I'm going to live inside you. And I'm going to give you the power to overcome these things in your life. And folks, I think sometimes we think, well, well, I'll overcome them when I'm dead and then I'm in heaven. Then God will help me overcome them then. If Jesus Christ does not have enough power to help you to overcome sin here, he cannot help you overcome sin after death. He gives us enough power to overcome sin now. And I don't know, I don't know what your temptation is. I don't know what your sin is. I don't know what your habit is. I don't know what your addiction is. I don't know what it is. And everybody's got something. And we talk about addiction and everything like that. You can be addicted to anything. It doesn't have to be drugs or alcohol or something like that. It can be addicted to gossiping. It can be addicted to lying. It can be addicted to television shows. It can be addicted to fishing. It can be addicted to hunting or whatever it is. Something that whatever it is that takes you away from what God wants you to do, you can be addicted to those things. And God can give us power to break addiction and to live life He can forgive us of our sin, and then he can give us power over sin. I want you to know that if you have ever come and and given your life to Christ, Satan is going to try to drag you back. The Egyptians, when they came out of slavery, they was going along and they were getting out and they were getting farther and farther away, and yet there were some of the people there who said, oh, let's just go back. Let's just go back. It's too hard. This is all, I I don't want to do this. I want to go back. 
And if you've ever come out of sin, there will be days where you say, oh, I just want to go back. And God gives us the power that I don't have to go back. This is celebrating the power that God gives us. He gave him the law and said, this is how you live. You don't have to go back. After Jesus died, he gives the Holy Spirit. He said, I give you power. You don't have to go back to sin. You can live for me. I want us to stand this morning. I want you, everybody to bow your head right where you're at. Close your eyes. I don't want anybody looking around this morning. We've got two altars here. We've got one on this side and one on this side. And I know, I know this is VBS Sunday. And it'd be real easy to just say, hey, let's just blow through this and Let's just go have fun. I want you to know God seeks to speak to you this morning. I want you to be real honest this morning. I'm not going to call you out or anything, but there be anybody that says, Pastor, I have given my heart to the Lord, but it is a strain to keep from not going back. Just, Just raise your hand where you're at. I see that. I see that. I see your hands. I see them. I see them over here on this side too. You can put your hands down. It's a strain. I understand. I got good news for you this morning. You guys have been really, really honest. I got really good news for you this morning. God seeks to give you power over temptation, power over sin. But you have to give yourself completely over to Him this morning. And our altars are open, and maybe this morning you say, Pastor, today I want to be done with it. I just, God, give me power over these temptations in my life. If you want to come and pray, we've got some guys in our church that would come and pray with you this morning. We've got some ladies in our church that would come and pray with you this morning. going to be open the altar for just a moment. Just a moment. I'm not going to hesitate long.